My Mac Podcast 61, we've got Donnie Yankalo. The contest is back. We've got a ton of new stuff up at MyMac.com. And we're less than a week away from Macworld Expo. Woohoo! The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com Podcast. From the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. Got a pretty full show this week. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to Donnie Yankalo. I think that's going to be a pretty cool conversation. Yeah, I'd li- I-, I really enjoyed his take on the uh, new iPod Shuffle features. The iPod <laughs> Shuffle Deluxe. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was uh, an actual shipping product? Oh, that'd be funny. Although, I did like the little idea of the little LED pen light in the end of it. I like the ice chipper, especially when you live up here in uh, Michigan as we yeah. do in the winter months. If you guys are wondering what we're talking about, go up to MyMac.com and uh, you'll see it. It's uh, it's a new Thumbnails. Thumbnail 7. Uh, we've got a lot of news to get into and we've, uh, we're have we going to talk about a, a, a few different things in our spotlight feature. Uh, I did want to talk about a few things right off the bat. We do have a contest this week. Yep. Uh, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you've been hearing me do a pre-comments section on the Glow keyboard, the, the keyboard that actually lights up. Yeah, it's it, from IROX USA. It's the KR6810M. Yep, but you guys just want to know it's the glowing keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really cool. Um, and again, this isn't my, my full review yet. I'm going to do that in text. It's going to be mm-hmm. something that people can read because... Still, to this day, more people read the website than actually listen to the podcast. Okay. Um, but uh, so far, I'm very impressed with There's a few shortcomings. Uh, no volume control, mm-hmm. number one. But the more I use this keyboard and the more I get used to it, I really like it. It, it has a real nice tactile feel. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we haven't done a contest in, geez, a couple shows now, at least yeah. five, I think. It's it's been a while since we've done a contest. Yeah, it was well before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, time. wait, Macworld Expo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, when we had uh, Paul Ken on. Yeah. But. Um, so we're going to give away one of these keyboards in partnership with IROX USA. And uh, that's very cool. Yeah. I, I really like the... Uh, well, I basically emailed Shauna over there. She's my PR contact with the mm-hmm. company. And I said, we're looking to do a contest on our next podcast. Would you be interested in supplying a keyboard that we can give away? I've been talking about on the last two podcasts, mm-hmm. which she knew about because she's actually listening to the podcast. Yeah. And she said, yeah, they'd be happy to. So very cool. We'll get yeah. into more details after our commercial breaks and uh, give you the details on how you can get your hands on one of these keyboards. Yep. No dashboard minute this week. No. No. Guy emailed me. Guy Cero emailed me maybe a half hour before I came over here. To, mm-hmm. to record the podcast tonight. And he said, technical glitches, Just there's just no way he can get the podcast, uh, the dashboard a minute, out in time. I thought it was some sort of like funky fallout from all those weird widgets he reviewed last week. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing his computer to crash too yeah. much. You never know. Or maybe his brain to crash. There were some pretty wild ones he had there. there yeah, some crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're going to we're gonna have to forego the dashboard a minute, mm. which is a bummer, but yeah. hopefully he'll be back next week. Speaking of next week, and Chad, you mentioned this right at the uh, end of our little intro there at the mm-hmm. beginning, we're less than a week from Macworld Expo. Yep. It's really hard to, 
I, number one, I wasn't thinking there would be much Apple news to talk about on this show. Turns out I was wrong. We've got a page and a half of Apple news, which we'll yeah. get to in just a moment. But, <clears throat> it, you know, a week before Macworld, everybody is just on the edge of their seats waiting to find out what's coming mm-hmm. out. Um, I, You know, I, I'm excited as anybody else. Mm-hmm. You think the CES is... Uh pumping a lot of people's expectations high for the Macworld Expo? Possibly, but the thing about CES is there's a ton of new iPod-related gear being released at Consumer Electronics Show this week. So even though the official Macworld Expo is next week, and there's going to be a lot of iPod-released information next week as well, Mm -hmm. a lot of it's coming out at the Consumer Electronics Show because, let's be honest, the iPod is the hot consumer product this year. And last year, and probably mm-hmm. you know next year in two thousand and seven as well. I keep I'm thinking next year as being two thousand and six. Well, we're, we're in, in two thousand six. Yeah. <laughs> it's I got to wrap my mind around it's a new year mm-hmm. already, um, which is really weird when you think about we started the podcast in two thousand and four, and it's now two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. Pretty strange. Of course, it was at the very end of two thousand and four, but yeah. nonetheless, we started in two thousand four. Yeah, last week was our annual. Our first anniversary. So. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, I kind of wish we would have done something special for it, but I just want to keep going with the show. Yep. Um, speaking of Macworld Expo, though, we're going to have a ton... If you guys are looking for coverage of Macworld Expo, we're not going to do a pay, play-by-play of the keynote address. No. But we, what we are going to do is have a lot of articles, a lot of pictures, and a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. on Macworld Expo next week. So don't be surprised if you're subscribed to this podcast, which you probably are if you're listening to this right now, uh, getting three or four or maybe even five shows, I don't know, next mm-hmm. week. They probably won't be an hour each. No. But we're going to try to talk to our roving reporters on the showroom floor. Mm-hmm. Covering Macworld for us this week, uh, or, or this, this, year. this year, I should say, John Nemirovsky. David Every. We got uh, Bakari. Yeah. Uh, David Weeks. Mm-hmm. And Roger Bourne. Roger Bourne. Yep. Yeah. So that's you know quite a few people that we're going to have at the show, sending in articles, sending in pictures. We're going to have a lot of coverage. Definitely check out mymac.com mm-hmm. next week. We're trying. I, I've talked to the writers and the people who are going to be attending for us, and I said let's try to put a little bit more spotlight on not necessarily the the big Microsoft and Adobe booths. But go out and find the smaller people, not people, <laughs> the smaller Smaller-er. companies yeah. in the back that aren't getting a whole lot of press coverage. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk to those. Let's find these little gem of a program or hardware, whatever mm-hmm. it is, that's not going to be on Macworld or Mac Macworld.com's page or yeah. all the new sites. Let's find those. Mm-hmm. Let's get in depth with those products to see what they are. Yep. So I'm I'm really looking forward to what they come up with. Obviously, Chad and I won't be there next week, which right. is kind of a bummer, but maybe next year. And if you've ever, you know, if you've been a visitor to the site for several years, you know that the folks that were sitting there have covered it before. You know what kind of a job they do. So um, there's going to be a lot of good content up on the site, and hopefully we'll have some good content for the podcast as well. I'm really looking forward to Macworld this year. And I say that every year, but I don't know. Something about this year, I'm just... I'm really excited about Macworld. Something, um, a couple of people emailed me last week when we posted the last podcast, which actually went live a couple of days after we recorded yeah. it. Um, basically, the, the holidays really kicked my butt mm-hmm. <laughs> when it came to posting new content on MyMac.com. And I was yeah. behind not just posting this podcast, but in articles as well. Um, but a, a couple of people noticed that I have a link to uh, Kevin Reeves, 
new CD song. Mm-hmm. And people were like, what's this all about? Well, Kevin Reeves is the guy who actually created our intro music. Yes. Uh, I've I've had email in the past saying, what's the song you guys got your intro from? What That, that song, what is that from? Well, it's not from anything. That's from Kevin Reeves' brain and his keyboard. Yes, and yeah. it was for specifically the My Mac podcast. So our yeah. intro music is our intro mm-hmm. music, and that was created by the genius of Kevin Reeves. Yep, and uh, if you listen, you may have heard his name mentioned. We were talking to Slough about Pod Save for Peace because Kevin Reeves also participated in that project as yeah, well. And Slough is actually producing the album for Kevin Reeves. So yeah. it's just a small world how everything kind of comes mm-hmm. together. And uh, we're going to have Kevin on the podcast as a guest here in, what, a couple weeks? Yeah, I think so. I think Probably three, four weeks from now. Yep. And I'm really looking forward to it. His new song is called Shine, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a great song. If we, You know what? Instead of going out with our regular music, I may play that. Yeah. Might might do that. Hmm. I, yeah, you know what? Let's wait until he's on the show, and then we'll play mm-hmm. his yeah, song. And it's I'm really looking forward to it. But if you guys want to check it out ahead of time, go to kevinreeves.net. I'll have a link on the show notes, and uh, check out Shine. <laughs> If you're a Mac user and you need a hosting service for your website, why would you want to host your site on anything else but a Macintosh? Anotech has been hosting the MyMac.com website for over seven years, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Are they the cheapest web hosting company in the world? No. Do they offer the largest amount of server space of bandwidth in the world? Of course not. But with Inotech, you don't get pie-in-the-sky false promises, just the best customer service, the most popular hosting service plans, and everything running on the latest Apple Macintosh server gear. Check them out at www.inotech.com backslash MyMac for special pricing. That's www.inno-tech.com backslash MyMac. Inotech, the trusted web server of MyMac.com for over seven years. That's like 49 dog years. And thanks to Innotech.com, they are our server, and that's why we have their commercial. Yep. Let's jump right into the news. Most of the news is coming from MacMinute.com. That was your cue. Where you can get your up-to-date Mac news in a minute. In a minute. Well, of course, they're not the only uh, venue that we pull Mac news from. We've got a little bit today from uh, Engadget and Mac Observer as well. Mm -hmm. But we've got quite a bit, so we're going to jump right into it. You can go ahead and grab that first one. All right. This is from today, January 4th. Forbes, Apple seen among top three picks for 2006. Gene Munster, a research analyst with Piper Jaffray, maintained an outperform rating and a U.S. $80 price target on Apple and included the stock in his top picks for calendar 2006, along with Adobe and Avid Technology, reports Forbes. Investors believe the easy money has been made, but we see more upside potential in Apple's business, and sentiment suggesting that growth has, has peaked leads us to believe that Apple shares will respond positively to any outperformance wrote the analyst in a recent research note. While 2005 was a year of iPod innovation, Munster believes 2006 will be a significant year for Macs, with the incorporation of technology from Intel and introduction of new form factors leading to the launch of several new PCs. Yeah, and I think that he's probably right. There's yeah. going to be This is going to be the year of the Mac, no question. Mm-hmm. I mean, really the last two years have been the years of the iPod. Yeah. And, uh, well, of course, last year Steve Jobs at the keynote uh, called last year the year of high definition which Mm -hmm. really didn't turn out to be but nonetheless well for quick time i guess it was but (laughs) yeah but i don't know how many people are really taking advantage of that technology yet 
either on their computer or on their television sets yet. I mean, it's 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 slowly coming into being, but it's mm-hmm. not quite there yet. Uh, January 4th today, as we record this, Logitech debuts new cordless desktop for Mac. Logitech today introduced the cordless... The Logitech Cordless Desktop S530 Laser for Mac, a cordless keyboard and mouse combination. The keyboard features all the standard Mac keys and two narrow panels, one on each of the right and the left sides with 15 additional buttons that make it easy to launch and navigate digital media and the internet and open documents, notes the announcement. One-touch media buttons on the right side of the keyboard help people control music and playlists within iTunes and launch iPhoto applications and Mac Spotlight features. Uh, People can use buttons located on the left side to launch an email application and to efficiently stroll through documents and the internet. The Logitech Cordless Desktop S530 Laser 4 Mac will be available in February in the U.S., March in Europe, for suggested retail price of a hundred bucks, um, what this doesn't say is what's is it Bluetooth? Is it RF technology? I'd like to know how it's communicating. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to venture a guess that it's probably not Bluetooth, because to use the Bluetooth technology, you got to have the Bluetooth module in your Mac. Yeah. So I bet this is a RF where you have to plug something into a USB, and then there's a little thing sitting on your desk to pick up the signal. Mm-hmm. That's fine if yeah. it works good. Um, it, it, there's been keyboards and mice that do similar things in the past, but yeah, it sounds interesting. It's using laser technology, and maybe it'll be pretty cool. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, next one: Apple issues Airport Express Extreme firmware updates. Also from today, Apple has released firmware updates for the Airport Express and Airport Extreme. The company notes this new Airport firmware update contains versions 5.7 and 6.3 for the Extreme and Express base stations, respectively. It addresses reliability and resolves issues with AirTunes, airport compatibility, and issues with some third-party routers. So if you do have airport, um, there's updates for it, and I actually do, and I haven't updated yet, so mm. I can't see say if it's uh, you know a good update or a bad yeah. update. I usually try to wait at least a couple days. Um, occasionally I won't notice, and I'll go ahead and click OK and go, oh, that was a brand <laughs> new update. I should have waited. But yeah. I, I haven't had... You know, here's a problem I've had. Um, with my Airport Express, mm-hmm. it's blinking. The the power button thing on it is blinking. Consistently? Like it's, well, it's not working right all the time. Mm. And any time I go into my Airport Admin utility to either reboot it or reconfigure it, mm-hmm. it won't communicate with it. Mm. I, I really haven't tried very hard to <laughs> resolve the issue it's one of those things it's like nah, okay i'll get to it when i get to it yeah. but it's been like that for about a month now i just lately i've just unplugged it because i don't want to see the little blinking thing when i'm trying to watch television mm-hmm. yep uh january 3rd abc sports espn and more coming to itunes Woo. good golly yep uh the walt disney company today announced it will be it will now offer additional programming from ESPN and ABC Sports, ABC Entertainment and Touchstone Television, ABC Family, ABC News, Buena Vista Television, Disney, and SoapNet, as well as content produced by Walt Disney Animated Features on Apple's iTunes Music Store. ESPN and ABC Sports are the first to offer sports programming on the iTunes Music Store, bringing fans a host of sports content. 
condensed versions of all four BS, BCS bowl games from ABC Sports will be available on the iTunes Music Store. Condensed versions of yesterday's Tostitas Fiesta Bowl and Nokia Sugar Bowl will be available today. Did you notice that? Tostitas yeah. and Nokia yeah, just okay. got a free advertisement on our podcast. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> uh, today's Orange Bowl and tomorrow's Rose Bowl presentation by some company. <laughs> <laughs> no more free promo. Yeah, that's right. Darn it. <laughs> the national title game uh, matching USC against University of Texas. Isn't that tonight? That's tonight. I kind of want to see that. That should be a real Unfortunately, good game. my wife wants to watch The Biggest Loser. It's a two-hour special where it pits families against families. Oh, yeah, you know, my wife's going to I'm going to be up. I, I may have to camp up here and watch that. Uh, I wanna, <laughs> yeah, that running back from USC, is, they're talking he could be the next Barry Sanders, and I've seen some highlights from him. And Yeah. Woe is us poor Mac heads with wives. <laughs> we don't get to watch the... <laughs> that's what we well, at least we can download it tomorrow that's right we can download hey there you go of course neither one of us has a video ipod <laughs> yet true. although i've got a video ipod coming so cool. uh, <laughs> uh later this month espn will make additional content available including the best of the x games sports century interviews from espn classics biography series this is sports center commercials who wants to buy a commercial well those are pretty funny but mm-hmm. for two bucks this yeah. It better be cheaper than two bucks. That better be free because I bet get a lot of commercials. Who's going to buy a commercial? Yeah, think about it. It's a commercial. It's an advertisement. I'm going to buy an advertisement for two bucks. No, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and select ESPN original entertainment programs, including Night School, the forthcoming reality program featuring Texas Tech basketball coach Bobby Knight, uh, and that will actually premiere on iTunes, which. I think mm. it's pretty cool. I hope neat. they put Playmakers up there. That was a really cool... I know you really you really enjoyed they, that they, series. After yeah. one year, they canceled it because they didn't want to hurt the sensibilities of the NFL. That mm-hmm. was a really good series, and it really did need to continue. I'd yeah. like to see someone like HBO or somebody pick that up. Yeah. Additionally, free ad-supported video podcasts from ABC News will be available, including daily segments from Good Morning America and the World News Tonight webcasts, as well as ABC's... ABC News Now's Money Minute. What? ABC News Now's Money Minute. Medical Minute and the buzz cut. (laughs) Classic animated shorts produced by Walt Disney feature animation and featured on Buena Vista Home Entertainment upcoming Disney at the Academy Awards, including the 1933 Academy Award winning The Three Little Pigs and the 1935 Academy Award winning The Tortoise and the Hare will also be available. That's pretty cool. Um, I think that as much as I, I believe a dollar ninety nine for content is a pretty good deal for the mm-hmm. most part, there has to be some free content as well. Yeah, and the free content will drive sales to the non-free mm-hmm. content. You know, you got to give a little something to get something in return. Well, and and a lot of that stuff. I think every time you give away free content, it's a free advertisement for your product because somebody's if it's good somebody's going to take their video ipod and show it to their buddy or their friends at work and say oh look at this isn't this commercial hilarious and then they'll say oh gosh is this a new video ipod oh yeah god i gotta get me one of these things exactly beyond that i would say that okay we can buy it for a buck 99 it has no commercials or anything like that Mm -hmm. what about a version for a whole lot less a 50 cent for the latest loss episode but it has all the commercial commercials in it I wouldn't have a problem with watching commercials. Of course, I can always fast forward and scroll sure. through it a little bit. But I think that should be something they ought to look at. I don't mm. think... I, I'm really hoping this $1.99 per video thing 
isn't set in stone that every video that's you have to buy is a dollar ninety nine. I wouldn't mind some different prices on stuff like that. Well, and I think we're starting to see some of that come about with the actual music for the iTunes Music Store. They are considering different price points for music at the iTunes Music Store. As now. long as ninety nine cent is the most expensive, and that old content is much cheaper. Yeah, I think they'll sell a lot more. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it, if you've got songs up there for a quarter. Well, you're, chances are you're going to buy more music. Sure you will. So that's going to be more money. If something's $0.99, cent, if, if I go up there and I buy a Depeche Mode song for $0.99, cent, that's one thing. But if I go back to their old stuff, which I already have a lot of it anyways, mm-hmm. but I find a couple songs that I don't, and they're only a quarter you bet. as opposed to $0.99 cent, mm-hmm. every day. Don't even no problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a no-brainer. I mean, four songs for a buck. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be all over that. I really would. Next, we've got Belkin Intros, its cable-free USB hub. From January 3rd. Yep. Belkin today announced its cable-free USB hub, which allows users to place their laptop anywhere in the room while still maintaining wireless access to their USB devices, such as printers, scanners, hard drives, and MP3 players. Beginning in early spring 2006, Belkin will offer a four-port hub that will enable immediate high-speed wireless connectivity for any USB device without requiring software. Pricing hasn't been announced. That sounds pretty cool. That could be really cool. That, that could be a, a breakthrough product. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm sitting in my living room and I've got this hooked up, I could literally talk to, you know, I can already print to my printer because I have a networked printer. Yeah. But I could mount, let's say, a FireWire slash USB 2 mm-hmm. hard drive on my desktop remotely using this. That would be cool. Yeah. I think this could really, really be something neat. So I hope mm-hmm. Belkin, and Belkin's really, honestly, they're, they're pretty good when it comes to stuff like this. So I'm really hoping. Yeah, I've I've always liked the quality of the stuff that I've got from them. I know their cables have always been fantastic. I used to struggle when I was at work with, you know, just basic audio cables that would always fall apart after a couple of weeks' use. Yeah, for my headphones, and I finally went and bought some Belkins, and those that thing has just been rock solid for me. So, it's uh, they've got some good gear. I'm hoping yep. that this is one of them. Bluetooth, uh, also from January third, Bluetooth firmware update for Tiger. Apple has released Bluetooth released Bluetooth firmware update for macOS 10.4.3, as noted by the Mac Observer. Apple says this update improves improves Bluetooth performance and reliability issues. So if you're running Bluetooth on your Mac, there's an update for you. Yep. Maybe you're running Bluetooth and Airport, and actually I am on the Mac Mini at the house. (laughs) I got two updates for that sucker ready to go. And we've got from January 2nd, Apple VP Jonathan Ive honored by the Queen. Jonathan Ive, Apple's VP of Industrial Design, has been awarded with the Commander of the British Empire title by the Queen, notes Macworld UK. In a statement Apple said of the news, we are as proud as could be that Johnny is receiving such a prestigious commendation, the story notes. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see, as uh, we're recording the podcast, I'm jumping onto Skype to see if our guest is there yet. Our guest being... Donnie Yankelo. I've got his Skype name, and I'm kind of entering it in now. And hopefully he'll be on there real soon, and uh, we get to do an interview with the Donnie. Oh, I just hit the mic. That probably sounded horrible. Let's jump to a commercial real quick, and we'll be right back. Were you lucky enough to get an iPod for Christmas? 
If you did, now maybe you need some accessories. This is Dawn from Small Dog Electronics. We're the largest Apple dealer in New England, and we've got iPod accessories coming out of our... Oops, <laughs> we've got a lot of iPod accessories. Like the Small Dog Groove Cube, a portable pair of speakers for your iPod, which cost only $29.95. Or the HipPod, a hip-attaching carrying case with external speakers for $25. Stay warm this winter in a Burton iPod jacket. For the family, maybe it's time for a home theater system. We bundle a Mac Mini, THX sound system, and an LCD projector. It's adjustable up to 300 inches diagonal for only $1,400. Hello, this is Berkey from Small Dog. Check us out online at smalldog.com or come visit us at the Small Dog Showroom in Waitsfield, Vermont, on the way to Sugarbush and Man River Glen. And thanks again to Small Dog for supporting our podcast. Actually, uh, Small Dog Electronics has their own podcast now as well. Really? Yeah, we'll get into that more in the future, but uh, check out smalldog.com and uh, they should have a link up to their own podcast real soon. Cool. And uh, we are here with Donnie Ankelo. Hi, Donnie. Hey, guys. And he is a writer for uh, the our for MyMac.com. <laughs> He's also our our cartoonist on staff. Uh, you're you're pretty uh, multi-talented, Donnie. I try to do a little bit of everything. Well, let's uh, jump back in time a little bit. And how long have you been writing with MyMac.com now? I think what since September, I think. September 2004 or 2005. Yeah, September, October, something like that. And we've had some staff members that's been with us for years and have yet to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> True. I kind of feel sorry. I kind of feel bad about that now. I just it just dawned on me. Um, Guess let, I should be on. Huh? <laughs> no, I, I probably should have had some other people on as well. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, how long have you been using Max now? Um, let's see. On a regular basis, probably since 1996. But um, back in high school, actually middle school, I went to a camp where we used Apple IIs or Apple IIes, and they taught us basic, and we learned how to make graphics and little programs on that. So it's been a while. It was it like a technology camp? It was a camp for teenagers, and it was a really cool camp. We made uh, boomerangs, model rockets, um computer stuff, movies, a lot of fun. Uh, for those who don't know, who don't read our reg- or who, who are not regular readers of our website and uh, mostly listen to the podcast, Donnie has uh, basically two different uh, roles at MyMac.com. Yep. He's the author of, go ahead and give the name. Oh, Maxpiration. How, how, where did the name come from, Maxpiration? Um, I was coming up with something to go with the Mac, and I thought of imagination, inspiration. And I thought of perspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that. And uh, so that that's basically, it's, it's an, a weekly article in which you basically explain in, in very easy to understand terms how to do different things with the different applications on your computer. Right. Uh, where'd you get the idea to include a lot of graphics? Was that something you wanted to do initially, or did you think, well, maybe not? Um, well, when I talked to you originally, you had mentioned like doing little screen captures and um, stuff like that, and then I found this great program called, I think it's called FreeSnap, that made taking screenshots easy, little sections you can do, um, full captures, and 
to me, it makes it easier to explain what's going on if you can actually see what's going on, what's being explained. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, pictures go a long way, especially for new computer users or new Mac users to these applications. When you talk about clicking this or clicking that, if you've got a visual representation of what this and that is, it goes a long way of, of getting them up and running quickly. You ever right. think yeah, of... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, I'll have family members call me up and ask me for help, and it's just so hard to do it over the phone when you can't actually point out what you're talking about. Now, are they Mac users as well? Yeah. Are they on broadband? Mm, no. One, well, A couple are, a couple aren't. Uh, the ones that are, if you actually invested in Timbuktu, you could remotely take over their computer, and they can sit there... Uh, in front of it and just watch what you're doing while you're talking to them on the phone. I've done that for family members and uh, clients of mine using Timbuktu. It's really easy. So you might oh, want to cool. look into that. It's it's a it's an easy application to use. I'll have to check it out. You also are doing thumbnail. Oh, well, I want to say before we move on, though, um, astute readers will notice a skew in our numberings of the Maxpirations. <laughs> we went from 15 to 17. Yeah, um, had a little cyberspace mess going on. <laughs> it, well, what happened was uh, I lost his number sixteen. Oh, you did, and he resent it to me. Well, when I went, when what I do is when I'm posting stuff, I go to my email and I go to the very bottom. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's the oldest stuff, and I just work my way up. Yeah. Well, because he resent sixteen, it was up higher on the list than no. seventeen. So next week we'll actually have Maxpiration sixteen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's cyberspace. It's not like we have to recall anything from the printers, right? Yeah, that's true. It's pretty cool, though, that we can do all this over the Internet. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, now, how long have you been writing before you started writing for MyMac? Because you really do an excellent job. Um, actually, MyMac's the first real writing I've done since college, probably. Um, it all basically, I guess it comes from being a teacher, that I write it in kind of like how I would teach it if I was teaching it to a class. What do you teach? I teach art to cool. kindergarten through eighth grade. Do, is it even considered art at the kindergarten level? Yeah, it's considered art. <laughs> I teach them about um, different artists, and we do stuff as best we can. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I was a teacher for a little less than a year for a computer class in elementary school, and uh, my hats are off to you because there's just no way I could be a teacher again. That was, wow. That takes a lot of patience, which I just don't think I have. Yeah, it's a lot I of agree. fun. It, it, I'm sure it's fun, but whoo! Now <laughs> your your semi regular cartoons, thumbnails. That is, I, I think that is one of the best names of anything that I've seen on the net in a long time, where the N is actually the and. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's really good. And I think that comes a lot from your art background, coming up with right. very clever stuff like that. Well, thumbnails, I got the, the name itself from a thumbnail sketch. Mm -hmm. And um, just kept looking at it, trying to figure out how I could make it more, I guess, technology-related. And then just stuck the A, made that uh, at symbol. Where, where do you come there. up? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was done. I was just uh, asking, where do you come up with the inspiration to do some of these drawings that you come up with? Because they're, um, they're some hilarious. Of them come from, no, thanks. Um, so I, some of them come from you guys and <laughs> to the podcast. 
<laughs> I think um, I, like I the take it, yeah, the the latest uh, shuffle deluxe. Yeah, looks like it definitely came from our podcast. <laughs> yeah, Chad mentioned last week he didn't know what they could do with the shuffle. So <laughs> fantastic. And I've got a couple more in the works from the podcast, and then um, I don't know where the others come from. They just pop into my head and run with it. Because your articles, um, Maxpiration, and the thumbnails are so so many graphics and stuff like that. I think what we're probably going to eventually do, when you've got like a, a solid year under your belt, if you're with us that long, is to make a really complete PDF of these things and put them all together. I think that would be something that would be very beneficial to new Mac users, that yeah. they can have this guide that they can download that mm-hmm. has basically all these lesson plans, if you will, yeah. and study guides interspersed with some comedy, some some thumbnails. really thumbnails, <laughs> yeah. you know, between the lessons. I think that would be mm-hmm. great. Would you be opposed to that? Yeah, that'd be cool. Of course, maybe we could try try charging a five dollar shareware fee type of thing, where if you like this, mm-hmm. click here and they can PayPal yeah. Donnie five bucks. I think that would be cool. Actually, if we um, sorry, go ahead, Chad. No, no, go ahead, Don. Um, I think I might have mentioned to you, Tim, Lulu dot com. Um, you can do print on demand there. If we do it in the right format, you could even sell it in print form. Yeah, John Farr's is. is I, I'm not sure who he's using, but it's a similar technology where. If you want to buy his book, you can buy it electronic or you can buy a hardcover. Well, it's not mm-hmm. hardcover, but a physical book, and uh, they just print it per order. So mm-hmm. print-on-demand yeah, is, is a great technology. Now, you're using yeah, really that cool. technology for another project as well. Right. We use it for um, the children's books that you mentioned last week. Well, tell us a little bit about them for those yeah. who weren't listening last week. Okay, um... About maybe two, actually five years ago, teamed up with someone named Mark Creech. And um, he's a great poet. He writes in the style of Dr. Seuss and um, Shel Shel Silverstein, kind of like a mix. And I basically illustrate his stuff. And um, we have five books now. Um, The last one's a coloring book called Zanimals. And we take two animals, combine them into one, because there's really crazy stuff going on. That sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds very Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you have long-term plans? Something that you like to see happen with the books, or is this more for just for your own entertainment? Um, we'd love to get them published, but trying to find a publisher is not an easy task. Easier said than done. Well, if there's any publishers or people who have contacts in the publishing industry, please get a hold of Donnie at Donnie at mymac dot com. Because I've taken a look at some of this work. It's really, really good. And this is the kind of stuff that I think definitely should be out there on bookstore shelves and, and that people would buy and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So what's coming up for Macworld, do you think? Macworld? I don't know. It's always a question. Um, well, everyone seems to think the Mac Mini is going to go Intel and go Media Center. That's what everybody thinks. But do you think that? Or do you think... what? Instead of saying what do you think is going to happen, let me let me rephrase that because everybody's got an opinion. What would you like to see happen at Macworld? What's what's one product you'd really like to see come out? I think it would be. I was just thinking about this the other day with iTunes. Um, instead of selling movies, I think it'd be cool for them to rent movies. That would be cool. But if a movie is only a dollar ninety nine to buy, well, not like a um, television show, but maybe a full length movie. If you think about it, you go to a blockbuster or a local store, pay four dollars and rent it now. So 
if you rent it for a dollar or two down to your computer, they could probably set it up to erase itself in a week or time out or something like that. It'd be interesting. It'd be pretty large downloads when you're talking about a two-hour or even an hour-and-a-half movie. Yeah. And they probably couldn't even do that with uh, high definition. You, you couldn't do a high-def download of a whole movie. I mean, it would be six, seven gigabytes at least. That would just be way too big. It'll be back to the old 14.4 modem days where, you know, yeah. you <laughs> downloaded a big file and just left the computer alone for the night. <laughs> yeah, well, on a 14.4, a big file was like three megabytes. I know. <laughs> oh, my God, this is three megabytes. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to sleep and let it keep going. And hopefully the, the modem wouldn't hang up or something in the middle of the download. Right. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think that would be a really good idea if Apple got into movie rentals download. Um, I mean, per- personally, I don't buy too many DVDs, but I rent them. Well, there's probably not a, a lot of DVDs that's worth buying anymore. True. Um, yeah, I, that would definitely be a feature that I wouldn't be opposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'd probably have to come in the iMac video mm-hmm. format, as in that dimension, um, using that codec. Yeah. And it, pro- I think they'd probably do pretty well, actually. If I could download content for my video iPod rental stuff, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to go on a two-day trip or something and yeah. you know, rent a movie from iTunes or two and take it with you. Yep. Exactly. Be great, yeah. Oh. Think I can get a cut of that if they do it? I think so. Uh, hey, we've got it on the air before they actually released it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what you're hoping for. Um, yeah, Intel machine wouldn't be bad either. I'm looking for a new machine, but I'm holding out. So, what are you using right now? Uh, five thirty-three G four tower. Ooh, so you're still quite a ways back there as far as technology wise. Yeah, you could say that. It's a little bit upgraded, but. It does what I need it to. Yeah, I was just going to say, what are you what are you doing with your Mac on a daily basis? Um, besides email and internet, um, art stuff like thumbnails and um, other related art stuff, a lot of photography stuff, run Photoshop and Illustrator a lot. So you could actually benefit from a faster computer, definitely. Oh yeah. Now, you were, am I correct when when I'm trying to remember that you were the one that was toying with the idea of getting a uh, upgraded processor? Right, right. Yeah. I um decided against it for for right now, but see what happens at Macworld and then I'll see what I'm gonna do. Now are you more interested in a pro line of for a new Mac or is consumer i.e. a new iMac uh just fine for you? Um the way I look at it is my machine is like I said, five thirty three megahertz, so anything is I'm going to notice a major speed difference in what I do. So, true, but you know, with stuff like the iMac or the Mac Mini, there's really no upgrade path available to you after that purchase. Whereas with a tower, there is. Right. But by the um, same token, you already have a tower, and you're deciding not to upgrade. So, do you think? Do you think that the time for upgrading your older machine is starting to pass, or do you think there's going to be a more renewed interest now that they're moving to the Intel standard? I think, at least as far as I'm concerned, this G4, I think I've upgraded as far as I can go, maxed out the memory. I have a new video card in it. But um, as the high-end upgradable machines are so much more money compared to the iMac or the Mac Mini. It's almost worth it to almost buy a, uh, sorry, a Mac Mini 
and then just replace it in a couple of years. Yeah, that's a good point. The price difference between the low end and the high end is that's quite a big difference. But well, much more drastic than it used to be for Apple. Yeah, yeah I think more people are probably getting along or getting by with the consumer level computers nowadays. Mm-hmm. And and really, there's nothing that a high end computer can't do, or I should say, can do that a low end computer can't do, just all but more slowly. Yeah. What kind of computers are you using in uh, the school there? I, do, do you do anything at all with the uh, computers in the art class, or have those two not really merged yet? I've got three Emacs in my classroom, which um, work great. And we do some Photoshop stuff. We do the whole school yearbook on the Emac. Um, kids do some projects on there. I've got kid picks running for the younger kids. Do you teach at all as far as graphics on the computer, or... Are they coming in with that knowledge already from, say, computer classes? The older kids, I teach um, a little bit of Photoshop, a little bit of Illustrator. There's only so much I can do. But um, some of them come in with previous knowledge, which makes it a lot easier, and they can help teach each other, too. So, like, with Illustrator, are you kind of showing them how to scan in their their line art and converting it? Or are you, do you do anything like that, or is it just more of a standard... Uh, art class? Uh, this year was actually the first year I dabbled in Illustrator with the kids, and we just did um, a little bit with text, making their own logos and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot of people that are very good with those graphic programs, but yeah. they're not artists, and you can mm-hmm. tell. So it's nice that, you know, teaching art it, for art's sake and then applying that knowledge to the computer programs yeah. for page layout and graphic design and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff I think is very important. So yep. is there still a lot of interest from students nowadays in art class or do you think that's kind of uh, n- not as much as it used to be? From what I've seen, at least in this area, uh, art is becoming more and more popular. Why do you we think? Have, um, we have a middle school that has a whole art curriculum where kids can specialize in it in Baltimore County. There's also a high school where kids go to specialize in the arts which if I wish was around when I was younger. Why do you think that is? I think animation has a lot to do with it. Um, in the 90s and I guess the late 80s is when the big animation boom happened and everybody wanted to do animation, get into art, and um, now anime is picking up steam. So I think that has a lot to do with it. You think a lot of it has to do with they're looking to get jobs in the entertainment industry or the advertisement type of industry? Um, I don't really know. Um, a lot of the kids that I know that have gone on after middle school are kind of split down the middle. Some want to go into animation, some want to be artists just because they love doing art, and they'll probably do wherever it leads them. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. I, I Again, I, I applaud you for being a teacher. It's not anything that I could do, but, um, you know, I do have kids in school right now, fifth and sixth grade, and another one will be starting school in another three years or so. And uh, we definitely need more teachers like you out there that yep. are uh, taking an active role in these kids' lives and, and showing them other things other than just, you know, math and science. And because that's important, art is important too. So that's right. I'm, I'm really glad to, that art is still very popular and maybe even more popular than it ever was. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to thank you uh, for coming on today and find out what's coming up from you in the future. 
short, so it was a lot of fun. Um, we got a few thumbnails in the works. I'm probably going to send you one tonight, actually. And, um, of course, some expiration will keep going. Any, and we'll see. Uh, any uh, specific applications you're looking at for future Maxpirations? Um, probably dive into iTunes and iPhoto some more. Mm. Um, some more just general using the Finder and stuff on the desktop, tweaking your Mac. If anybody out there has any suggestions or, or you're having problems with a certain application or you'd like to learn to learn, learn to learn, <laughs> learn to use uh, application a little bit better, send Donnie email at Donnie at MyMac.com with suggestions and he'll see what he can come up with. Yep, Definitely. Thanks for being on today, yeah, Donnie. Thanks, Donnie. Sure, it was a lot of fun. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. While everyone else is speculating about the products that will be introduced at Macworld, Not Mac News is going one step further and telling you what the reaction will be. Using our patented Kreskin in a Box protocol, we can confidently state that the reaction will be as follows. It doesn't ship with enough RAM. The video card is too weak. There's no way that thing is worth that kind of scratch. Whatever. At Not Mac News, our credit cards are ready. In non-related news, Motorola has released the next iteration of the Motorola Rocker cell phone. iTunes is gone, but the looks that made the phone the must-avoid device of last quarter remain. No word on how long Motorola plans to continue to use Mrs. Fitzgerald's kindergarten class for Rocker industrial design not Mac News. Yet another MyMac.com podcast exclusive. Hi everybody. John Nemo here. Wishing all of our listeners and readers of MyMac.com and the podcast a very happy, healthy new year. Special congratulations go to Tim and Chad plus Guy and Chris for a fantastic one year of podcasts. It's hard to believe. The first anniversary is upon us. So keep listening. Tell your friends about MyMac.com online and fantastic podcast. And pay special attention next week, starting the 10th, 9th and 10th of January, throughout that entire week. 13th and 14th with our live and podcast and online coverage and photos from the Macworld Expo in Moscone. Once again, Happy New Year from Nemo in Arizona. All for now, talk to you soon. Signing off. And thank you very much, John. And uh, that was nice. Yeah. And thanks to Chris Siebel again for uh, Not Mac News. Uh, remember that we do have a lot of coverage next week of the Macworld Expo. Definitely, you guys going to want to hit our site two or three times a day and see what's going on. And I'm going to be spending a lot of time posting a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Macworld Expo, I read up on the Mac Observer today. It's a great site for honest and well-written Mac news stories yep. and content.
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're reporting that, like last year, Apple will not be streaming the Steve Jobs keynote address via its website in QuickTime. Mm. Uh, this, of course, sucks. <laughs> but they will make it available later in the day for downloading yeah. and, and streaming. But, you know, I'm sure it took a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of time to stream that keynote live. Yeah. Because literally millions of people were trying to hit that stream and watch it as it's going on. And I watched more than a few keynote addresses that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it usually worked pretty well. Occasionally it would crap out and I'd have to reload and it'd, yeah. it'd come right back. But, well, I, I, I really don't like that, you know. No? No, I mean, come on. They have this, this streaming technology. Mm-hmm. More people are on broadband. Just put it out there. Let us watch the keynote live. Yeah. It makes no sense not to do that. Mm-hmm. No sense at all to me. So. Yeah. And a lot of people are at work at that time, but I don't know. I I, I like watching the keynote as it happens. Yeah. It, it 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 kind of blows when I have to watch it. You know, four or five hours later, I already know what all the big announcements are. It takes away a whole lot of the whoa factor. Yeah, but do you think they do that to let the press get a jump on it first? Or oh, who cares? What yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, there's not fifty websites that are out there. Uh, live updating their own website with the with the keynote highlights. Yeah. So you could follow along with it in about as real time as you can get. Mm-hmm. Minutes after he says something, it's posted on this website or that website. And yeah. Gadget always usually has a running thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mac Observer, Mac Minute, Mac Observer, Mac NN. Mm-hmm. They all have people there, and they're all wirelessly sending in what's going on at the keynote. Yeah. So it's, it's online minutes later. So why why not? What are you gonna give them a two minute jump? Mm-hmm. It's you know, I I think they really need to go back to broadcasting this thing live. Yeah, it's 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 such a great <clears throat> PR thing for them to do. I mean, it really it the Apple keynote is a rock concert. That's what it is. Right. And I, I don't know. I just I can't figure out the logic of mm-hmm. cutting us off like that. Yeah. Uh. Also. Uh. Found this up on Engadget.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there going to be a new iTunes phone? And it looks like. Yeah. They've got uh, exclusive pictures of the Motorola, Motorola, Motorola Silver, that's S-L-V-R, that clearly shows the iTunes Plus Singular logo on it. The Silver actually looks like a combination between the Razor and the Rocker, but in a good way. Yeah, but have they released any specs on that as far as how many songs it'll hold or anything? No, it's just, you know... just a picture. Just a picture of what it's going to be looking like. Yeah, I did go check that out, and yes, it is certainly much better than the uh, Rocker It looks... The shape is similar to the Rocker. Yeah. But it looks a lot better. But it has the the Razor's type of etched keyboard. Yeah. Or keyboard. Keypad. uh, Keypad, yeah. Yeah. So it it looks a lot cooler. Um... I don't know. I, I still think that Apple is going to come out with their own phone mm-hmm. because they obviously want cell phone type of stuff. I mean, why would they have done the rocker in the begin with? Yeah. But and, Ro- and Motorola can do some really great industrial designs. They've shown that in the past. Mm-hmm. But I think Apple's kind of saving the best for themselves. Yeah. So, in case anyone missed it, Microsoft officially stopped supporting Internet Explorer. For the Mac. Well, let's... <laughs> will it be missed? It'll be missed by my wife, but <laughs> not the, by me. The, the program hasn't been updated in like three years. Yeah. Uh, I think 
that uh, Microsoft Internet Explorer will be completely scrapped eventually, and Microsoft's mm-hmm. going to buy a browser company mm-hmm. and call that Microsoft Internet Explorer. Yeah. Or they're going to go in a completely different direction with Explorer because it's just got a really bad rap. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are very upset with it. Um, it's full of vulnerabilities, at least on the PC side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some businesses that flat out says you cannot use this browser at work. But there's also some companies where that's the only browser you have because it's the only one that's... That's starting to change, though. A lot, a yeah. lot of ID, IT departments are downloading Firefox or Mozilla because mm-hmm. they're more secure. They're actually faster loading web pages, and yeah. they're updated more often. I mean, Internet Explorer still doesn't have tabbed browsing. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So, you know, Microsoft's going to have... I go back a long ways with Microsoft's Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first version that came out for the Mac, when that came out, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. The first version, it blew away Netscape Navigator and Apple's own CyberDog web browser. Yeah. And it was great. And it was great for a long time. But it just died. It just, you know... And it was even before Apple released Safari. Mm-hmm. There was a good year or so before Safari came out. There was no progress, for, from what I saw, being made on innovations within Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it's good that it's gone. Yeah. Because it, it it obviously wasn't getting the job done. Mm-hmm. And Safari is more than more than sufficient. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a good browser. It's what I use most of the time. Mm-hmm. So did you... Uh, you know what? There's something I want to talk about. It's called Handbrake Lite. I've got a couple emails from people going, Hey, Tim, how do I... How do I get my DVD content onto my video iPod? Mm-hmm. And not having a video iPod, or you not yeah. having a video iPod. Can't answer that question. Can't, couldn't answer that question. I'm yeah. like, no, I, I don't know. And Well, it's not that I didn't know. It's just I didn't have a need to go out there and learn how to right. do it because it's like we I don't have one. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I was checking out uh, Macworld Magazine online, macworld.com. Mm-hmm. And they had an uh, an article about something just like this, so I went and downloaded the program and checked it out for myself. It's called Handbrake Lite. Um, it's a one-step program to rip your DVDs to your iPod. Well, it's one step as far as encoding. Mm-hmm. First, you insert a DVD into your Mac, mm-hmm. and then launch Handbrake Lite. It will scan your DVD and give you options on what video files it finds on the disc you want to rip. So if you put in, let's say, I don't know, a movie... Mm-hmm. They have this little drop-down menu, super simple to use, and on there is the different video files that it found. Hmm. Obviously, the one that's the longest, like one hour, 52 minutes, that's, that's the movie. One, yeah. yeah. Um, if you put in, say, uh, Serenity, the, the mm-hmm. or no, it's Firefly. 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 Or, I don't know, another television series. It's got more than one video on there. It's got two or three episodes. Right. You can just rip them um, one at a time. One at a time. Mm. It, it won't do them all at once. Hmm. But it automatically encodes it and formats it for the iPod. So it's it's basically in the same format of the videos that you would download from the iTunes Music Store. So you can grab your own content out more. Grab your own content right off your DVD. It'll rip it. I always ha- I I had it save it to the desktop. Mm-hmm. Then I just took that file and dragged it into iTunes, and boom, it worked just fine in iTunes. And I'm I'm going to assume that. It would work just fine on the iPod because yeah. the writer at the Macworld or, or Macworld.com basically said it, it worked great and it looked fantastic on the iPod. Mm. So, for those who were asking me, Handbrake Lite, I'll put a direct link to the download within the show notes, not the notes that you see on the main page. You actually have to click 
the title of this podcast, and then it will be in there, Podcast yep. 61. And I will have a direct link to the Handbrake Lite download. It's mm-hmm. at, I can actually give it right here. If you just type this into your web browser, it'll go and find it and start downloading mm-hmm. it immediately. www.isquint, I-S, is that isquint? I squint. I squint. Well, that, okay. Well, if you're looking at it, I, yeah, I, I, I'm you trying, probably are. <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. I-S-Q-U-I-N-T dot org slash handbrake light, all one word, H-A-N-D-B-R-A-K-E-L-I-T-E dot D-M-G. So it will actually download that file directly to your hard drive mm-hmm. if you type it in. If you don't want to have to rewind this podcast two or three times to get all that, just go to our show notes and you'll find a link to it. Yep. And we've got CES going on, which we talked about a little bit at the beginning. So uh, look at the Mac News websites for a bunch of new iPod gear. With the iPod being the hottest consumer electronic product on the planet, and with both the Nano and the iPod with video, there will probably be a ton of new gear worth looking at. Yeah, you know, we basically have two new iPods that came out very recently, the iPod video and the Nano. Yep. And maybe there'll be something released as far as a new shuffle or a new Nano to replace the shuffle. There's mm-hmm. a lot of speculation that maybe the next shuffle will be colors, mm. be smaller, be, I don't know, whatever it is. The video shuffle. Yeah, the video shuffle. That's what we need. <laughs> there's gotta, nice. got to put you. little glasses on to watch it. Um, whatever it's going to be. But right now there's really two brand new iPods out there. And because of that, and because the iPod's the hottest thing since... Teletubbies, I don't know. <laughs> what was hot? Furbies, that was a hot thing, wasn't it? Uh, Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids. There you go. Uh, the original Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> Whatever was the hottest thing. That's that's what the iPod is right now. Thus, there's a ton of things you can buy for it. Thus, there's a lot of companies that want to get on that bandwagon. Yep. And a lot of these companies aren't going to Macworld because this isn't the only thing they have. They're going to be at the Consumer Electronics Show. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going to be announced within the next two days. Really... We record the, we're recording this on the 4th, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that's listening to this will listen to it on Thursday. That's really the first day of CES. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of product announcements for iPod gear over the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had uh, links from dig.com. We did. Uh, for those who don't know, dig is a website that people submit news items and cool stuff to. Yeah. And people, it's not necessarily voting on it. You either dig it or you don't. If you dig it, you click dig. Mm-hmm. And the more people dig your thing, the chances are it's going to be posted on their the front page of their website. Yeah, They're kind of the new slash.org. Mm. In that if someone gets dug from that site, mm-hmm. they get dig, dug, whatever. Dig, yeah. dug. Hey, dig, dug. Um, <laughs> they should use the little dig, dug character on the list. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, it it literally can crash websites that are unprepared. Wow! Because so many users, so many readers are going to that website now. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy layout. It's just di. I think it's digg dot com. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually linked two of my articles over the really? last. Yeah, I was I was quite surprised. The first one, um, boy. In fact, I could tell you. Let me pull up a web browser. Um, and this is what Chad and I were actually talking about off line or off uh what are we off what not off um while we weren't recording <laughs> <laughs> and it was an article i wrote called why dvds are starting to suck mm-hmm. and it was a blog post you can go to mymac.com go on the right hand side of the page and scroll down a little bit and you'll find it and i'm basically in that article talking about why dvds are starting to suck 
<laughs> and that got linked at dig and I got there it is yeah it's digg dot com yep and uh, so I went there and looked and it had two thousand thirty two digs and it has one hundred and fifty eight comments on wow. the article which is like that's what I said wow and the other article they linked was another one of mine which was top ten most significant Apple moments which we talked about last week with Neil mm-hmm. kind of went through that list didn't we we went through that list with Neil. Uh, we touched on some of the some of that list, but I don't think you'd had it actually published by. Then. No, I didn't, and it is published now. So if you guys are interested, go up to mymac.com and check out my top ten most significant Apple moments. That got digged as well, and uh, it didn't do as well as the other one. But <laughs> there was quite a few people who who went up there and checked it out. Cool. We got a contest. We got to do. Yes, we do. We kind of waited a long time in the podcast, didn't we? Yeah. We well, we uh, we had an interview with Donnie. That's right. Really well. We do have a contest. It's for the IROX USA KR sixty eight ten M keyboard, and yep. that's the one, of course, that I've been talking about. The, the light last. up keyboard. You know, you push a little button uh, on the right hand side of the keyboard, and all the keys are blue. Mm. It's a very cool keyboard. It's a. Uh, I don't want to say it's a perfect keyboard, obviously, but I really dig it. I like mm-hmm. typing on it now. It's got a great tactile feel. Mm-hmm. And if you're typing in the dark and there's occasion that you need to look down and see, in fact, Beth Locke, one of our writers, uh, sent an email message to the entire staff asking why her keyboard wasn't lighting up the way it was supposed to on the Power Mac. Yeah. And I was, and, and she said, you know, there's times that she's typing in the dark, and it's really helpful when she can see the keys. Because mm-hmm. not everybody is such a great typer where they don't have to look down at the keyboards. Yeah. I've been a writer for over 10 years now using a keyboard uh, for just the stuff I do at mm-hmm. MyMac.com. And there's still occasions that I need to look down at the keyboard. Yep. If not for anything else, just to see if my hands are in the right <laughs> spot. You know, How many times have you typed a whole sentence and realized it's all... You were on the home keys. Yeah. yeah I've <laughs> done that. You're like, oh, <laughs> man. So having a light-up keyboard in a very darkened room is really a cool feature. And I'm mm-hmm. surprised more companies don't make these. Yeah. And if they do, I haven't heard of very many. This doesn't have to plug into a wall socket or anything. It just plugs directly into your computer via USB. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, it does not have the volume control keys, which I kind of miss. But the more I use this keyboard, the more I really, really dig it. Yeah. And as I said earlier in the show, uh, I was talking to them, and I said, hey, we, we're going to do a contest this week. Do you guys want to join us? And they said, cool. So mm-hmm. we're going to give one away. How are they? How are we going to give one away? They are going to send an email to contest at mymac.com. And in the subject line, put in... How about just I-Rocks? Yep. Uh, it's technically I-Rocks USA, but just put I-Rocks. Yep. And in the uh, body of that email, you'll want to include your name, your address, and your telephone number so we can get it shipped out to you. That's right. If uh, you don't mind me calling you and telling you you're the winner, let me know in there. Yeah. Because I may just call the winner and say, hey... You won. <laughs> uh, what's today? Today is the 4th. Yep. Uh, you have a calendar. Right up there. Okay. Yeah, we're going to take submissions for the IROX keyboard through uh, January 9th. Yep. Uh, you send it in past January 9th. You are not eligible to get the keyboard. Mm-hmm. We're going to draw one winner, so one person can win it. Yep. If you've won a contest in the last six months at MyMac.com, you're still eligible. Yep. You know, why not? 
Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> we're generous guys, and we like giving things away. Absolutely. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the iRox USA website so you guys can go take a look at this cool keyboard. Decide, yep, I definitely want to try to get a free one of those, and uh, now you know how to do it. Contest and at my even if you maybe don't want a light-up keyboard, it's always good to have a spare one around because you never know when you might No, I'm it. telling you, if you win this keyboard, you're going to want to use it. It's just yeah. really cool. I mean... As much as I, I really enjoy the Apple full keyboard, mm-hmm. I, I'm really starting to dig this light-up keyboard. Well, I like the concept behind it. I'm thinking of getting one myself just because there's a lot of times where I get up in the morning and I'm sitting in the office and I may not want to actually have the lights on when I'm working on my computer, and it would be nice to have a keyboard that lit up so I don't have to use the ambient light from my monitor to try to figure out what I'm typing or what key I'm hitting. It, I, You know, like I said, I've been using it for, oh, it's about... Two and a half weeks now, yeah. I think. Um, I'm just really pleased with it. You do need uh, Mac OS 10.1 or later. This will also work with Windows. So if you're a PC user listening to this podcast and going, ah, I c- kind of wish I would have had one, it works with PC and a Mac, or a PC too. You just yep. have to have Windows 98 or later, which includes Windows Me 2000 and XP. Yep. It's a neat keyboard, and uh, I think you guys are going to like it. And it's free. That's at least right. For one of you. <laughs> so Chad gave the uh, information, my Mac, or contest at MyMac.com, and uh, get them sent in before the 9th. A uh, couple last things I wanted to talk about. Number mm-hmm. one, a question for our listeners. Should future Macs support television right out of the box, say with a built-in TV tuner? Mm-hmm. Some Mac models had that in the past, perhaps with a cable card slot, maybe with some built-in DVD recording software. We'd like to get some feedback on this and share mm-hmm. this um, maybe next week during the Mac World Expo, if not the week after, when yeah. things have calmed down a little bit. But do you guys think that Macintosh computers now should come standard with the hardware and software you need to view television right out of the mm-hmm. box? No third-party anything. You just plug in your cable right into your Mac or... Whatever the input happens to be. Yeah. I personally think it should. It it seems like a no-brainer to me. Mm -hmm. I should be able to plug in my cable directly to my Macintosh and watch television. Yeah. Shouldn't have to buy anything else. Or is that a bad idea? Are we not really there yet? People aren't watching television on their Mac enough that that add-on expense is worth it. Yeah. So send us your feedback. Let us know what you guys think. If you want to send... uh, audio feedback we'd really appreciate it send it to mymacpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. just record an mp3 in GarageBand and kick it off to us and we'll play it on the show yep I see we got another one here too and uh, I know I was just read uh, David Every's article on geocaching and I see you have here wouldn't it be cool if the iPod had GPS um, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah. With a combination of the video iPod, and I know it's just called iPod with video, but mm-hmm. the video iPod with the large screen, wouldn't that just kick butt in the car? Let's say, you know, you've got a full-color screen GPS mm-hmm. that's downloading, and they could they could hide the antenna so it's not sticking out the top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a full GPS, whatever, inside the iPod. Mm-hmm. Even if the iPod had to be a little bit bigger to to handle that, yeah, I think that would be cool. So you get a little cradle to put your iMac or iPod in your car, mm-hmm. and you're driving around, listening to it either via FM transmitter or it's plugged in directly to your car, like I have. 
and the iPod can, you know, sitting there playing music. You've already programmed into it from your computer at home before you left. Mm-hmm. You've already programmed where what your destination is going to be, where yeah. you're starting from, where you're ending from. And the GPS knows where you are. That's what a GPS does. So you're sitting there jamming out to your music. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and the GPS would just pause your music, mm-hmm. take the next right, Millam Road. Next right, Millam Road, 500 feet. Mm-hmm. And then unpause your music and keep your music jamming. And then you get closer to your destination. It pauses the music, mm-hmm. tells you again. Of course, this is an option. You could tell it, no, don't interrupt me, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it tells you exactly where you're supposed to go. Wouldn't that just be killer? I mm-hmm. mean, the iPod, the the screen is already there. The software to run on a Mac is already out there. But Apple yeah. could build this within iTunes, mm-hmm. iTunes GPS. I mean, I think that would just be a fantastic. And you'd never need a TomTom. No. Yeah. It. I think it would be great. The TomToms are like they're 600 expensive. Bucks. Six hundred bucks. Yeah. Why not just build this with an iTunes or with an iPod? Mm-hmm. I think they'd sell sell a billion more iPods that way. Yeah. It, well, I'm surprised a third party vendor hasn't come up with a GPS well, that you can slash or just plug into the iPod existing iPods. Yeah, that's kind of surprising in a way. But then again, uh, they could use a dock port. Mm-hmm. And for two-way communication, so you can display it on the iPod screen. Yeah. And the GPS unit would be, so you don't have to have an antenna actually sticking on the iMac. Mm-hmm. That, you're right. That that could definitely be, instead of built into the iPod, that would be a killer add-on. Yeah. You know, you'd have to have at least, say, the 60 gigabyte mm-hmm. video iPod version for this to work. Maybe you couldn't do it on the Nano. Plus, I think the nano screen might be a little bit too, too little yeah. for a car use for GPS, but the nano would be, or the uh, full size iPod would just be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think that would be a, a killer product you would like to see, or do you think, you know what, it's a music player that also plays video? Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Send us your comments at mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Chad can always be reached at. Chad Perry at MyMac.com. <laughs> and Tim, that's me, can always be reached at Tim at MyMac.com. Uh, but we prefer it at MyMacPodcast at gmail.com, and we definitely prefer MP3 feedback. That's That works the best for us. Yep. We are going to go into uh, what's going on on our website right now, but we're running way over our time, and uh, we're both married men, so we probably need to wrap this up now. And, I uh, think so. Get back to our significant other better halves. Yep. Thanks for listening to the MyMac Podcast. We'll see you guys next week for Macworld Expo. See ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.